flowers are beautiful. It does sound kind of stupid to say just that, right? But if you think about it, they have to be. It's their entire evolutionary purpose. Through sight and smell, they're designed to draw animals to them to pollinate. The $5 billion a year U.S. floral industry is just one testament to the incredible success that plants have had on attracting us to them. But flowering is just one part of the plant life cycle. And the more I garden, the more I'm really attracted to ways to celebrate the entirety of a plant's life, from the seed it comes from to the seed it creates. And finding out that 80% of flowers sold in the US are grown overseas and shipped in, I'm also really drawn to local and sustainable options. That's why I was so excited to talk to Mackenzie of Deadhead Floral. I found her on Instagram. She is a garden designer and a florist here in Portland. And she invited me to go meet her in her garden where she grows everything that she works with. She thinks about flowers and plants in a lot of different ways that I found fascinating. And I think you will too. So come on, let's get outside. Are we, is it on? Yeah, is it going? we're going, okay. I turned it um, on. Well, hello, I'm Mackenzie. This is Pepsi, my little chihuahua. Uh, we're all of Deadhead Floral. We're Deadhead Floral on Instagram. Yes. You can find us selling bouquets and wreaths at Portland Nursery, or you can DM me. And how did all that start? Um, well, at work at Portland Nursery, my day job, we like have a wreath making thing in Christmas time. And I was just like instantly addicted to making wreaths and it just kind of grew from there. And so you grow a lot of the stuff that you work with, right? Yeah, grow or scavenge or I'm gifted. That's awesome. <laughs> Why did you choose to pursue it in that way rather than buying stuff? Yeah, from well, a it's a lot shop or... cheaper to make it yourself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to um, pay for like a yearly pass to go to the flower market. And I'm like pretty small scale, so it wasn't really worth it for me to like pay a hundred dollar a year pass. Yeah. And uh, I like growing stuff. Yeah. I was wondering, do you get inspiration from growing things um, for like the bouquets that you make? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of my inspo is like weeds. Yeah. Like roadside weeds. Like the bulk of most of them is honestly just like weeds growing in my neighbor's strip. Really? Yeah. So I was like, wow, I can like just make stuff out of like free roadside trash. Yeah. And then just started growing some of the like more focal flowers. And do you like, do you intentionally grow weeds as well in your garden? I'll leave them be. Yeah. Which well, I mean, ones? I'll weed a little bit, but. Point some out to me. Are yeah, there any that like. Yeah, we've got some Queen Anne's lace over here. Oh yeah. Oh, here's one. Oh yeah. And it's such a cute little like. Yeah, Fist, like, almost. yeah, like after it is, so I'm looking at the sort of the spent head of the flower, yeah, right? Yeah, they're, um, they're all over the place, but they're that little, like, oh, here's a little flower. That little white lacy yeah. kind of thing. And they look cool when they curl up and they kind of get these little, like, sponge balls. Yeah. What's the inspiration for the name of your, like, what made oh, you choose yeah. that Well, name? I was, um at the nursery, just like deadheading the marigolds. Deadheading is like when you pinch off the spent blossom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, deadhead 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, in the very beginning, I was like, and I'm going to name every, like, type of bouquet. Like, it's going to be a pun. It's going to be, like, I need a marigold instead of miracle. Oh, or, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. China cat sunflower. But, like, <laughs> I didn't really want to commit to that aesthetic so much. Yeah. So trying to not totally be associated with like tie-dye hippie dancing bears i feel you and more just like yeah when you clip it it's called deadheading like. right i mean one of the things i love from looking at your stuff on instagram and then even like you know uh being a customer myself <laughs> <laughs> is that i think what it feels like to me is that you're paying attention to the full lifespan of oh, yeah. the things that you're including whether they're your bouquets or your wreaths it's like you're kind of celebrating the entire life of the flower or the plant yeah and that's like different areas of the plant or different like parts of it but also kind of like when it's young versus what it looks like when it, the flower is dying and it yeah. feels like you're kind of looking at it more holistically do you think about that or is that just kind of intuitive um well this is a like very good example the plant yeah. that we're next to right now the scabiosa little like buds on this are so cute but they look totally different than the seed pods right and the like flower is gorgeous but like i'm more attracted to the seed pod and i couldn't fully explain why Mm -hmm. i think something about seed pods is like harvest like abundance yeah feeling to me i like to put um fruits in stuff like i would love to clip that little pepper branch and put that in something oh yeah And then hopefully someone would, like, eat the pepper when they're done, when the thing's spent. (laughs) Yeah. These tomatillo branches over here, like, would look really gorgeous in an arrangement. Yeah, with the, because it's kind of trans, the ombre from, like, the purple at the base of the stem, sort of, to where it gets to almost the chartreuse green at the end. Yeah, this is a purple one. And you oh, can like yeah see the progression. You've too. got buds on it and like fruit all in the same branch. Yeah. Circle of life. That one's a lot. So tell us about your garden in general, sort of like and where we are and how you sort of set up this space that is yeah. so lovely to be in. Well, it's our first year in the garden. When we moved in, this was just like it's kind of got a little foundation around it i think maybe this used to be a giant structure oh and it was i'm just down. noticing that yeah, yeah there's like this little cement wall that's cool yeah it's almost like it's like being in the remains of like an irish yeah. farmhouse or <laughs> cool. something yeah yeah when we um saw that this house was for sale we like drove past it and like got into the backyard when no one was home and i saw this and i was like okay yes yeah it like screams i need to be a little totally. your garden and what's your kind of how did you approach deciding what goes where and what you're including i'm yeah. seeing a mix of flowers that you probably use in your work but then also tomatoes yeah. you were just talking about tomatillos well, and i, I live here kale. with my boyfriend and he definitely wants to grow vegetables okay so we had to have this. So you guys share the space. Yeah. Yeah. Does he let you scavenge from the food producing stuff for some of your projects? Oh yeah. He's not like pissed that I can (laughs) sell the tomatoes or something. Yeah. It works out well and he gets to water it half of the time too. So that's nice. Yeah. What is this? Just the wild fennel? Um, that's bronze fennel. Okay. Also, yeah, a lot, a lot of the stuff's here just because it was free. Yeah. So it's a little chaotic. It's like if I was doing someone's yard, 
I would not do it like the way I did it. I would not have like just one of like five different things, but. Yeah. It's just like constantly being edited. I the thing that you're saying you wouldn't plan a garden like this for somebody else, oh, but yeah. to me, it does kind of feel like it's less like a garden for a presentation and a little bit more like it's a paint palette. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's like, you have all yeah. these different tools and all these different ingredients everywhere. And it has that feeling of sort of like an artist's collection of tools or paint or something like that. Thank you. Sounds so romantic. Like you're pulling so many different sources of inspiration from it and you're using it. You're clearly like yeah. working from all this stuff. Yeah, this zone here, the like production garden has like a different vibe than that like five foot patch right there is the only part of the yard that I think is done. Yeah. Like where those silver bushes are. Uh-huh. And that's like we're like repeating the same plant like over and over and over again we're taking it all the way down mm -hmm. we've got like steps going up and here it's just like ah. yeah totally yeah that's the thing about having a cut flower garden is you also cut all the flowers like as right. soon as they're a bud so you don't really have like a beautiful flower garden yeah how do you pick the flowers that you've planted for your sort of like focal flowers yeah i think you need like a bunch of different shapes you need like kind of a spike shaped thing kind of a flat surface thing like a daisy or like a yarrow mm -hmm. you need like at least three different shapes okay that makes sense i've never thought of it that way but yeah you need something that like it's kind of triangular spike shaped to like kind of take yeah your eye like out of the arrangement uh -huh. and not just foliage you need like color at the tips yeah. otherwise you're just looking at like a flower in the middle and then like some foliage around the side. Uh-huh. So we're gonna, you, you said you actually have to pull some stuff for an arrangement yeah. today, right? Well, all the straw flowers also like begging to get cut right now. You want to cut them a little bit before they're fully open because they'll continue to open as you dry them just like the Queen Anne's lace I was talking about. Uh-huh. So you can see here they're starting Oh, like these are gorgeous. They're these really open. dense sort of like rose and fuchsia colored. And they have the little pointy flowers. Kinda, yeah, and they like make the this petals. great sound. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and that's that's not dry. That's just what it does. No, all the time. they just come out like this. That's so cool. You still have to dry them or hang them to dry because the stem gets really flopsy. Yeah. They actually take a really long time for the stem oh. to fully dry. Yeah. Otherwise you have it and it's just like fully yeah, yeah, yeah. flopped over. Okay. I lost my pruners, but I could probably just like, oh yeah, that works. So these are, you're collecting these for a, you're going to dry these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A... I'll hang these up to dry and it might take like a week or so mm -hmm. for them to fully dry, but I've got some already that have been dried in the house. Yeah. And is this one that you're just like, oh, I have a bunch of stuff that needs to get used somehow? Or is this, are you working from a specific brief or a request? Yeah, well, I've got to do some fall bouquets and wreaths for the Portland Nursery on Division. Yeah. I brought stuff last week, but fortunately they're almost sold out already. Nice. That's so. good. How do you think about fall? Like what, when you think about doing fall bouquets, what are the types of things you like to do? Um, sunflowers are really cute. They dry really well. We've got some growing over there. We can oh, yeah. 
Those are gorgeous. They have like the, rather than that really sunny yellow, they're a little bit more like buttercream. Yeah, that's Italian white, but it's not very white. No, it's really a pretty color. Yeah, the package was like much lighter than uh, that, but yeah. I still like the buttercream quite a mm -hmm. bit. This is broom corn here. So you like, this is what you would make a broom out of. Oh, no way. Yeah, you would take a whole bunch of these and like get the seeds off of them and yeah. then tie them together somehow. Wow. I yeah, I guess I see it. That it's broom, like, right. Do you use these in your arrangements as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, these, you don't really need to dry at all. They stay sturdy. They're ready to go. They're gorgeous. Yeah, they... I love seeds. Yeah. And how do you, in working with things that have seeds, do you have to be careful about sort of like messiness? Like how do you Yeah. Do you yeah, I um, will hang them to dry. And usually once they're fully dried, they'll drop all of the seeds left. I'll like shake it uh, okay. somewhere that I can clean up so people aren't taking something home that is just gonna drop a bunch of stuff all over their house uh -huh. and weeds in their yard. But yeah. it's interesting, like everything that I look at, I can see that you've been using it, you know what I mean? Like yeah, there's all these stems. Yeah. Well, the more you cut it, the more they grow. Right, totally. Yeah. They recommend you like pinch back your cut flowers when they're still little babies, take them down like halfway uh -huh. and they'll grow back way bushier and you get a lot more production that way. Is there a season to do that or you just do mm, that I mean, just when they're young, spring, yeah. springtime. Pinch your dahlias, pinch your cosmos, your zinnias. So are you going to use these, uh, this like broom, broom straw is it? Broom corn. Broom corn. Is that going to go in the same arrangement as the... Yeah, I love, well those are all pink and this broom yeah. corn turns this nice red color as it gets mature. Oh. I love broom corn because it starts off green yeah. and then fades to red as it gets older. Yeah, the seeds have a, like a more ruddy sort of reddish brown color. Yeah. And then there's uh -huh. the seashells behind you, which has got these tube flowers. Yeah. And I didn't really love the hot purple, so. It just wasn't, uh, it just aesthetically wasn't for you? Yeah, it's like kind of a Barney purple color. Uh -huh. And I like things that have sort of multiple tones in them. Yeah. It's much easier to make them look good with other things mm. rather than like a clear, like this purple here is very clear. Right but then the purple and the dahlias over there has got like a lot of different tones in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is just too cute. I just like let it grow, but I'm not really gonna design with it, but it still makes me very happy. Yeah, zinnias are, to me, give me like very sort of like 80s. Yeah. Like really just sort of like bubblegum, uncomplicated, <laughs> you know? Yeah, very much so. And I think they still look cool, like all together in an arrangement, like of only clear colors, but mm -hmm. that's not really the aesthetic. All right, what else should we grab? This is some pretty cute. Do you work with the, the fig? I would ever? love to put fig branches in an arrangement. Yeah. These little purple fruits are so cute, but he's right. just too young for me yeah. to really cut him. So oh, yeah. we got some more dead Queen Anne's lace. Yeah, and we'll do the little shaky trick where oh, we just shake off the seeds. Yeah. Wow, that one had a lot. My mom calls Queen Anne's lace wild carrot. Oh, yeah. 
but I don't quite know why, right? Like their roots, aren't, they don't actually have carrot roots. Well, they have um, carrot flowers. Uh, okay. So carrots, parsley, yeah. this thing, hemlock, cow parsley. They all have, um, I think it's called an umbel, where all of the flowers come from, the petioles originate at one central point and then they come out and make a flat top. Yeah. Yarrow has that, but it's called a corimb and it makes the flat top, but the like point of origin is like staggered. Yeah. Learned that in botany school. All right, are you taking botany school? I have a BS in evolutionary biology. Nice. And now I just like pick flowers. <laughs> How does that feel? I was actually curious what the journey is to becoming a small business owning florist. How did you get started? I don't know, it just happened like so, in so many tiny little steps. Having my own yard has been kind of huge because yeah. I can make a bunch of stuff. Totally. Before I could only make like a wreath a month basically with what I was able to grow, but now it's really popped off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just really did not want to go to grad school. School sucks. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I couldn't look at a computer for any longer. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I worked in a lab right out of college. Oh, okay. Actually, like at night. Oh wow. Looking at like dog poop samples Whoa. for like an emergency vet kind of thing. Oh my gosh. And the work actually wasn't so bad. You just listen to podcasts all day, but it was at night, and I think that that is so bad for you. Yeah. If anyone's ever considering working at night, do not. Yeah. It will kill you. And then I quit that and worked at the nursery, and then I've just kind of like stayed doing that ever since meet a lot of people there who need gardeners so it's just like sure yeah I'll be your gardener that's cool yeah very organic haven't really like decided to do anything just been like oh I'll try it this looks pretty cute yeah like just What's randomly these, grabbed uh, is this part of the corn yeah it's part of the corn yeah I think the it's a nice difference in texture because this is all very airy yeah. and wild and then the like thick corn leaf gives you that contrast let's get some russian sage here that oh yeah really well. i have some i've been growing some russian sage it smells just, so good yeah does the when you dry it these kind of lose their color though they turn a little gray but they're yeah. still a really nice fuzzy texture right and here it's the same thing with lavender, but the little flower mm -hmm. will probably dry up and fall out, but the little like sepal will stay. Right. The little like fuzzy sort of like Yeah. Bud. What's that called? The calyx? Yeah. Your calyx and corolla. Asters here. Amaranth ready to go. This oh that is looks amazing. Good, it looks like, like a spike millet. Shape. Yeah. Yeah. It almost looks like something you'd hang in like a parakeet cage. <laughs> yeah, I bet they'd love it. I think the seeds are edible. It's really cute looking at the little, I think they're finches, um, eat the cosmos seeds. Oh, yeah. It's so cute. Do they get it right from the flower? Yeah, they'll like land on the flower and then pick the seeds out of the little spent flower. That's adorable. And it's so cute. I could just cry. Yeah, that's really cute. Oh my god, look at Pepsi, she's so cute. <laughs> yeah, she looks like she's 
found the right spot. Mm-hmm. She can watch what's going on and still enjoy the sunshine. Little Chihuahua girl needs the sunshine. Yeah. Those ears are collecting every little... Yeah. <laughs> like every sunbeam. I was curious to talk to you also about kind of like this concept of winter interest. Mm-hmm. How do you... If, if you had to describe what winter interest means, like what it like... It's just basically like what stuff looks like once... Yeah. It's dead? Yeah. Is, is it that... evergreen? Some stuff even flowers in the winter. So. Oh, yeah. You like, should put a little I bit of that. I love hellebores. Yeah. For hellebores, that. for sure. Camellias flower in the winter. Heather. Heather's amazing. Mm hmm. Red twig dogwoods. Yeah. What has interesting sticks? Like uh, a contorted yeah. filbert has probably the bark's the most interesting thing about it. And Great myrtles have gorgeous bark. Oh, yeah. When they're old. These are just babies, though. They haven't quite shed their bark yet. It feels to me like that's something you think about almost in terms of how you create your bouquets and stuff like that because you're thinking about the full lifespan of the plant. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you think about that when you're gardening as well? Um. Yeah, definitely. Back here, it's mostly evergreen stuff. Uh-huh. And eventually it's all going to get really big because I really want a lot of privacy. Yeah. I don't want anyone to perceive me. In my backyard, I want yeah. to be completely hidden. Yeah. So all of this stuff is evergreen. Yeah, that is neat. And so for you, winter interest is mostly about what types of stuff are going to stay evergreen. Yeah, or um, seed pods if you don't cut them down. Like the echinacea, I'm not going to cut anymore because the seed pods are really cute. Mm-hmm. Major garden design inspo. It's like swaths of grass and perennials, but in the winter time, it looks probably its best because all the grass gets like frosty and all the seed pods are like poking up through the frosty grass yeah and I want that vibe here yeah when I'm looking at my window right yeah yeah for winter interest it's also like what do you see from your house because if it's like an area you only hang out in the summertime it doesn't really matter if you have winter interest but if it's your view from your house yeah you're gonna want to look at something that's a good point like you you don't need to plant your like garden patio yeah if that's like where you entertain in the summer mm-hmm. it's just like what you see from your kitchen yeah what are you looking at when you're like sipping your coffee mm-hmm. on a crispy morning yeah and that would be this area which everything but the lilies should still be here so maybe like all right if you were gonna give like a quick like easiest things to keep in mind if you're like trying to put together like a bouquet Mm -hmm. the first thing you mentioned was having a few different shapes yeah yeah have like three different shapes going on and if you're not like super in to color theory just yet like keeping it maybe monotone like having just like different shades of pink Mm -hmm. and then you can't really like have anything that clashes too bad yeah but I guess just having like everything be loose and airy is uh-huh. my vibe anyways, my aesthetic. Yeah. But you can kind of just like take what you've grabbed and like tap it on the bottom a little bit and it spreads everything out really nicely. Yeah. When you have a nice yeah, that actually looking. It's kind of crazy. Baby. Like you just kind of like tapping the bottom of the, it's really changed how you just have a collection of like four things you clipped 
And now it suddenly looks like a little piece of art. Oh, thank you. Yeah, if you tied a beautiful bow around it, right. and wrapped it in paper, yeah, that's money. <laughs> Boom. So if people are in Portland, they should be looking you up. Please. On <laughs> Deadhead uh, Floral on Instagram, right? Yeah, that's yeah. my handle. Just Deadhead Floral. No funny spelling or anything. Yeah. And then um, my stuff stocked typically at both Portland Nursery locations, on Stark and Division. I try to bring stuff weekly, but Amazing. rather you just DM me. Yeah, perfect. No middleman. Easy. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for letting us spend some time in your garden and in your inspiration. Thank you for coming and for visiting Peppy. Yeah, she did a great job of guiding us around. You a good girl? Yeah. Can you make a little noise? Does she? If I jostle her, let's see. She'll make a cute little piggy sound. Come on. Nah, she's not going to do it. <laughs> when she's excited, she like sneezes. It's really cute. <laughs> I have a cat who has really bad allergies. Uh, and it's just so cute to hear her like walking around, just be like snuffling and <laughs> sneezing. Like. That was Mackenzie of Deadhead Floral and her chief sunbathing officer, Pepsi. I wanted to thank them both so much for inviting us to their garden. They're on Instagram at Deadhead Floral, and they're not the only ones. You can find us at Fresh Clippings and see what we're up to in the garden. Thank you for joining us on Plant Time. For Clippings, this is Topher Burns. Burns.